Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Charlotte. The show is heard on WBCQ, The Planet, every Monday and Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also listen to it on our Podomatic page, Podomatic.com, and just put in Camp Constitution in their little search engine, and our show will come up. And you'll find many of our archive shows, as well as um, lectures and present speeches by the late, great Sam Blumenfeld, as well as some other uh, classics, Gary Allen, uh, none dare call it conspiracy presentation he gave way back in I think the late seventies and other gems like that. So again, um, uh, our, uh, and we also put some things on our YouTube, some of these shows on our YouTube channel, and um, and please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe as well as our Rumble channel. Uh, and this show is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which among other things runs a week long family camp. And ladies' retreats, uh, and we have our ladies' retreat coming up next weekend at the Singing Hills Christian Camp, the same place where we hold our annual family camp, and uh, that would be in Plainfield, New Hampshire. The ladies' retreat, October 1st, for a little after 5 p.m., potluck supper, and then um, it's a great weekend with the ladies. They'll be doing some wreath-making, Polly Heath, a a Christian... uh, performer. She's a uh, recording artist, and she's going to be discussing um, the book, uh, John, uh, what's it called? Dearest Friend, the uh, letters between John and Abigail Adams. There'll be a lot of fun things going on, some uh, some great um, preach, uh, not preaching and teaching on the Bible and on the Constitution and, and other things. So you can visit our website and get more information about that. Contact us, uh, there's still room. And uh, set your calendars for our family camp, which is July 17th to the 22nd, I think, in uh, next year, 2022. And we'll be as we do every year, we'll have a great lineup of instructors and activities. And book early because uh, last year we filled up. So again, visit our website, campconstitution.net. Before I discuss the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx. I just want to mention, I heard a one of the uh, radio talk show hosts, I'm not sure which one it was, and I'm sure uh, uh, most of them have, uh, who, on the conservative patriotic side, probably have said something like this, but he said that um, if you were, and I'm not quoting verbatim, but if you were a declared enemy of the United States, what would you do different of what, than what Joe Biden and his handlers are doing? Everything they're doing is in the worst interest of the United States. I mean, everything. The, from the people he appointed or he was told to appoint, and, and their activities, the open borders, the economics. You know, they want to completely destroy the economy. If they want to pass, what, $5 trillion worth of giving it to all of their leftist supporters, uh, so-called green energy and 
the Green New Deal, and they just want to tank the economy. They want to flood the country with people who hate us and hostile to us. Already the Afghanis, uh, as no one was surprised. Let me point this out. No doubt, and I've, I've known, I've met some Afghanis that are good people, but the folks they're bringing in are unvetted, and just what they did in Europe, why would they do anything different? You know, they're already raping women and assaulting women. It's, uh, it's when you have a certain worldview that despises Christianity, they look at the Christian women in this country, or women in general, and all Christians, as dogs and pigs, and they're sort of like they're, you're, you're allowed to have sex with them and rape them. That seems to be their culture. It's okay to do that. Since you don't respect, they're not Muslim women, you don't respect them. Um, so uh, why should we be surprised when we hear these cases? And people say, oh boy, Biden is making another blunder, and I getting tired of hearing other conservative voices say, oh, he's so inept and incompetent. No, I wish it was just plain ineptness or ineptitude. What's happening is happening deliberately. It's the destruction of the United States. It's what the left calls and what Obama called and what Biden affirmed it, the radical transformation of America. And their radical transformation isn't something that's going to be a better version of America. It's going to be a third world stinkhole with a power elite at the top that would be very hard, if not impossible, to topple to get them out and a, a, an impoverished uh, class of poor people. You'll have a middle class of your, you know, your engineers and the button pushers, and you'll have your athletic elite, which you already have, but... The, like in the Soviet Union, the athletes had special status. They they were allowed to turn in 1984. You know, the the great thing to do is you could turn off that monitor. Well, that's you know using that as as an analogy. But I think we're going to defeat them. But that's what they that's what their plan is. And I think our biggest enemy is discouragement. We just have to keep. We have to reach out. We have to educate people. There's some people that will never change their position. In fact, as you inform them of the error of their ways, they double down. You'll see that with uh, sports teams. You know, the people, they're losing fans, and, you know, they're still pushing this Black Lives Matter nonsense, and you think, okay, maybe they'll get the, no, they'll double, they double down. You know, the neighbor with, you, with, the, with his rainbow flag and Black Lives Matter banner, and you say, you know, maybe that organization isn't so great. They'll put two more signs up. But there are a lot of people who are just, um, you know, sitting on the fence and really don't know. Uh, they don't uh, have any particular contempt of America. Uh, they generally like this country, and they want to be able to maintain their um, their lifestyle. So they'd be more apt to uh, to listen to us, and that's really uh, the audience we have. We have to reach out to people and and get them out to vote and vote for the right vote the right way too. And also at all levels, it's not just voting, um, you know, at the national election, but all levels, town government. Now, the over the weekend, I was very honored to attend an event uh, Freedom Works put on in Laconia, New Hampshire, just two towns away. And I videotaped all but one of the presentations. It, one of the presentations was a Zoom. The the uh, person came in on our Zoom, and uh, <clears throat> it's kind of tough to take a video of a video. And there was some there was some uh, problems with the sound, but um, one of my one of the instructors that I really enjoyed uh, was Reverend C. L. Bryant, and he's a very dynamic speaker. And we uploaded his uh, presentation, and there was uh, some local elected officials, um, 
Jade Wood, who is uh, a camp constitution uh, attendee with her two uh, girls. She was, they did a panel, as, she's an activist mom, and she really puts the school committee uh, in her town on notice that she's not putting up with the nonsense. And you had uh, elected officials, Jim Kohlfeldt of the New Hampshire 603 Alliance. I've known Jim for a long time. Don Johnson, she's a very dynamic lady. She's a state rep. She's a school committee member, and she's running for mayor of Laconia. So that's uh, that's really amazing. And, and many others, too. So uh, uh, Skip Murphy of the Granite Grok, which is a, which is an online uh, media source, and they've they're the more, I think, the most popular media source in New Hampshire. So uh, please visit our YouTube channel. I've up two, I get two of the videos uploaded so far. I'll be working on the other ones the rest of the week. And, and also check out our schedule, our online uh, calendar. We've got a lot of things coming up besides what I mentioned, the ladies' retreat. All right. Well, I had the privilege of speaking to a, a Christian school, uh, college in Massachusetts, uh, on dealing with the Constitution. That was my topic. And I mentioned the Communist Manifesto. There were about 85, 90 people, students and some teachers. And I asked who has read the Communist Manifesto. And only a few hands went up. In fact, it was, I think, just one hand went up. One. <laughs> and it wasn't even a teacher. He was the, um, uh, the accountant, I think, a uh, long-time um, uh, gentleman. that had been there, I think, at this particular school for many years. And uh, anyway, we, we hit it off, and we spoke after. He came up to me afterwards. So the Communist Manifesto uh, was published in 1848 by Karl Marx, and the original had a preface by Frederick Engels. Frederick Engels was his colleague. He went, well, I guess Marx didn't really have any colleagues. You know, it was his way or the highway, so to speak. But Engels was one of his funders. He was a son of an industrialist. And you have to understand that without capitalism or free market, communism couldn't exist because communism is a parasite. It sucks the lifeblood of uh, not just economics, but freedom. Uh, so it's not just an economic system. You can't have a free country and have Marxist economics. You can't have both. And it, it's much more than just economics. It's culture. It's social. Uh, it's just the way you look at the world. Uh, you you don't see you don't see Stalin saying, "Oh gee, I just want to control the economy, the food and transportation." But I'm not going to mess with the way you look at the world. I'm not going to shut your churches down. No, no, no. Uh, they are very aggressive and taking over completely. And they made they've made great inroads in this country. And you'd say, "Oh wait, mean we're the freest people in the world." Really? Look at all the regulations just to open up a business. Look what happened. And still going on with this this scamdemic and how these little tyrants shutting people shutting churches down and, and people put up with that people stood for that well that's okay you know, we all don't want to die of this, this this disease you know i'm not making light of covid i got it but i didn't didn't kill me uh but we're we're, we're more than willing to just to take our freedoms away the pandemic uh, pandemics are nothing new in the history of mankind in fact we think we're better equipped to deal with them than we ever have been because of the technology and you've got these people are so quick to take the vaccine and they're still wearing masks and people who just won't take them off they actually think those little thin uh, diaper face diapers actually will stop this virus and they'll 
fight you over it. They'll even be willing to kill you. They won't be willing to defend this country, but they'll defend the face mask. They'll defend this lying fraud, this evil Fauci, who lied about the funding the Wuhan the Wuhan laboratory. So anyway, and of course, then you look at the, 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 the church. You see all these churches flying these rainbow flags and flying the Black Lives Matter banner. Are you kidding me? Uh, so, yeah, so they made great inroads. And <clears throat> you don't have to have an army come in and take over a country through a military force. That's not, that, that works in some cases. Here, the goal wasn't to have a military revolution or, or a violent revolution, although there, some, there is an element of violence involved, but it's more of the Gramsci, Gramsci approach. Is, uh, that's the, the communist uh, the Italian theoretician. He said, uh, take over the culture, uh, take over the institutions, put your people in places. So you have a college that used to have a, that was founded by Christians that is now a bastion of communism and socialism, like Harvard. You actually have an atheist who's a chaplain. You look at your, your CEOs of your large corporations, you know, they're, all, yeah, they're capitalists, all right, they're monopoly capitalists. Uh, and monopoly capitalists have no trouble working with communists. They have you see all these companies that do business with communist China. They just love it. <clears throat> they, they, you know, they, they want to be the only sneaker uh, manufacturer. <clears throat> they want to be the only um, company that makes whatever computers or whatever software or whatever they make. They want to have, a, if not a monopoly, a near monopoly. You know, just a few companies, and they squeeze out the smaller um, companies, put them out of business. See, that's what happened to COVID, didn't it? So anyway, <clears throat> the Communist Manifesto. Um, according to my good friend Duke Pesta, who is a uh, professor, uh, attendant professor at University of Oshkosh in Wisconsin, he said that the Communist Manifesto is the most well-popular book in college campuses today. And, and it's only 37 pages, so it's more of a booklet than an actual book. And it's basically the communist plan. You know, you don't have to read every single dull tome by Karl Marx and, um, and Lenin and all these other crazy communists. You read the Communist Manifesto, you get a gist of what they want. You know, keep it simple. <clears throat> and <clears throat> there's a version that I have that was published by the John Birch Society, and uh, William Fall wrote a wrote the preface to it, and it's called an, an introduction for college students. And he gave a little biographical sketch of Karl Marx. He was a, a repulsive human being. He, uh, he was critical of everybody. He was actually a, a, an informant, a police informant. So he was a rat. Uh, he was uh, a very unkempt, uh, didn't bathe very often, and was malodorous, to say the least. He had a wife and children. Uh, one, of his, one of his children died of starvation. Um, Marx would uh, rat out uh, a fellow socialist that weren't pa part of his little clique. Uh, he were, I think it was the Prussian police he worked for. Uh, he, the only person, the only working class person he had any contact with was the maid, uh, was his maid that was almost like a, a, a not exactly a slave uh, as they had slavery in, in, in the United States, but pretty much uh, a bondswoman. You know, she was a gift at his way. That is wedding. Now, according to um, Pastor Rumbrandt, who wrote a book called Tortured for Christ, he, uh, he believed that <clears throat> Marx at one point embraced Christianity 
and then became uh, an out-and-out Satanist. Uh, whether or not he was a, an avowed Satanist or not, you can just look at his life and look at what he wrote, and you say, well, pretty Satanic stuff. Um, and uh, Yeah, so pretty Satanic, whether or not he was a formal practicing uh, Satanist or not. Uh, in the Manifesto, among other things, he says that communism abolishes eternal truths. That's pretty evil. No, that's not pretty evil. That is pure, unadulterated evil. And also, Marx was a racist, of course, you would assume that, and an anti-Semite. And you might say, well, wait a minute. No, he was Jewish or had a Jewish background. Uh, yes, that's right. He was born into a Jewish family. Uh, he didn't uh, follow the teachings of Judaism. Uh, he rejected it, of course. And he wrote a book called A World Without Jews. I have a copy of that. He saw Jews as the ultimate capitalist. In fact, I don't like to use the word capitalist because that's a, coin, uh, a term that was coined by Marx, I believe. Uh, and, of course, the word cap capitalist is sort of the means of production, you know, the labor and the, the land, labor, and, and materials. It's a question of how that, is that capital being used, who owns it. And in a free market economy, the capital is owned by the, pri the private sector. And that would include the transportation, communications, and other, other um, means of production. In a socialist country, the, social, the country owns some of the means of production. It may own the, water, you know, the, um, the power plants and things like that. But if it doesn't own it, they control it. And this, that's the same thing with fascism, too, where basically you, you, it's privately owned but controlled. So, for example, I can own a store. I can own a little department store or a grocery store. But the government tells me what to sell, who to sell it to, when to open, when to close, who to hire, how much to pay them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how to label the products. See, it sounds a little bit like this country, doesn't it? Huh? Yeah, try to open up a business. And, you know, some states are more uh, free market or less restricted than others. And I here live in New Hampshire, and if you look at all of the, uh, make a list of all of the rules and regulations that states have to, or people have to deal with, New Hampshire is one of the least restrictive states. You still have to get certain permits for things, but... Um, and some states like New York and California are horrible states. It's almost impossible to open up a business there. Um, anyway, so so that's really, in communism is a system where the state owns just about everything. You know, you might have, uh, your, your, little, you might have your own furniture in your house, you know, your little personal belongings, but uh, you, don't own law, you don't own land, you don't have that beachfront uh, property, unless you're a Communist Party official in good standing, you know, uh, but everything's owned by the state, just about everything's owned by the state. And you'll see, uh, okay, well, what happens in these countries where the everything is owned by the state? Well, there's poverty, no freedoms, uh, and there's really no incentive to work too hard. You know, so there used to be all kinds of jokes in the Soviet Union about, uh, you know, working and uh, not working. And uh, what was it, uh, one of the great lines, uh, they pretend to pay us and we pretend to work. And the only time they get any production is towards the end of whatever the quarter is, where they have quotas for so many, so many pieces of furniture and you know whatever they have quotas for. 
and they work hard to beat the quota, and after the rest of the time, they don't work too hard. And why not? There's no incentive to work. There's no incentive to improve. So I think the most important part of the Communist Manifesto, and by the way, he goes to, he, um, he, uh, Marx uh, was against homeschooling, of course, and you see a lot of European countries where homeschooling has been outlawed, out, not outlawed, you will go to jail if you try to homeschool. It's not just that you'll be fined, you go to jail. Um, he didn't think marriage was a good thing, you know, he, because he was married, but he wasn't, a, we call it, a loving father and husband. Uh, everything that the Christian worldview embraces, he rejects. And you see that today, most Western nations, few exceptions, Poland and um, Hungary and a few others, uh, they, their governments are adamantly pushing everything that's antithetical to Christianity and, and Judaism. So you can say Judeo-Christianity. Uh, they support, they redefine marriage, and they're aggressively supporting it. It's not just, well, you live and let live. They are out and out aggressively promoting it. Almost every school in this country, the United States, is pushing homosexuality, uh, transgenderism, and these other uh, 50 or 60 genders. And they're doing it at the elementary school. And people were warned. You know, It's not like uh, we were surprised by this. To some extent, some people are surprised. But if they listened to the warnings of people like Sam Blumenfeld and others, they would have pulled their kids out of government schools a long time ago. But that's another topic. So... So, um, so if you <clears throat> Karl Marx wrote um, ten planks that you find in the Communist Manifesto, and he basically said, if you adopt these ten planks, you will have yourselves a communist country. And this is important. And by the way, you, you don't have to find this Communist Manifesto. You don't have to go to Amazon. Uh, you can just go right online and find it. It's very easy. Well, no, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. I have about 10 or 11 copies of uh, this particular version that was published uh, by the John Burt Society uh, with the preface by John Fall. I don't know if it's online here. So um, let, me just, let me just read uh, the, the paragraph before <clears throat> the Ten Planks of the Manifesto. There, uh, there are, besides eternal truths such as freedom, justice, etc., that are common to all states of society, but communism abolishes eternal truths. It abolishes all religion and all morality. Instead of constituting them on a new basis, it therefore acts in contradiction to all past historical experience. And by the way, this is why it's so important for the communists to destroy uh, a history, and this is why they see statues being pulled down, books not outright burned so much as just being banned. Um, and you see books being pulled out of libraries, being tossed away, uh, and being replaced by books that are like Howard Zinn's book. Uh, what does this accusation reduce itself to? The history of all past society has constituted, consisted in the development of class antagonisms, antagonisms that assume different forms at different epochs. So, and you see <clears throat> this whole, uh, this 1619, this is, uh, rewriting our history. So this is what they do. So it's the 1619 project is pure communism. You know, use the term cultural Marxism, but it's it stems from the destruction of our history. Um, the communist revolution is the most radical rupture with traditional property relations. No wonder that its development involves the most radical rupture with traditional ideas. 
we have seen above that the first step in the revolution by the working class is to raise the proletariat to a position of ruling class. To win the battle of democracy. You see the word democracy? Oh, they love that word. Uh, we're not, our nation is not a democracy, although most people in both major parties believe so. So win the battle of democracy. And this notion of the working class ruling, that's a lie. The, ruling, the, the working class will have very little say. You have a few people coming out of the working class that will, you know, the rise in the, rise in the ranks. Much like a, a mafia, you know, mafia. The mafia thrived on getting the most ruthless and efficient bosses at the top. That's, so they end up killing each other. And here in the United States, they don't see uh, politicians, they don't see Joe Biden killing necessarily, outright killing people to get, you know, to get where he was. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a little more subtle than that. Uh, although there is a level of ruthlessness to get to where you are, to stay where you are, and, uh, and of course, be willing to do the bidding of these folks. Uh, and, of course, Biden, he wrote an essay back in, uh, he probably had it written for him, back in the early 90s. You can find it. I don't think it was, I think it was published by the Wall Street Journal. I'm not sure. And it's How I Learned to Love the New, the new World Order. Yes, Joe, you have to love the New World Order because that's what your mission is as president, and you will not deviate from that at all. That's what you were put there to do. That's why you stayed. A man of your mediocre abilities stayed as U.S. Senator and then tapped for Vice President and now President because you are totally willing. You are totally corrupt and willing to do the bidding. And you've been enriched. You've been enriched by these folks. You, uh, what, you own three homes, three mansions. you multi-millionaire. You know, the Senators make a half-decent salary, but you don't You've got money somewhere else, and we know you got it from. It's no secret, although you don't see the mass media, except uh, a few uh, you know, conservative sources even talking about it. So let me just review the ten planks. So I don't know if I have time to review all of them, but number one, abolition of property and land and application of all rents of land to public purposes. Hmm. So now we do have public property, uh, <coughs> private property. But it's under attack, and that through Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, a heavy progressive aggregate income tax. Yeah, we have that in our country too, don't we? Abolition of all rights of inheritance. Well, you could die. They still let you die. In fact, they'll uh, help bring it about. Uh, but when you die, you can't leave your stuff to whom you wish to leave it to, family members. Now, you can still do that to some extent, but... Uh, by uh, during the Wilson administration, they passed an inheritance tax, so it's much more difficult to give your, uh, your your property away to whom you wish to give it to without uh, high taxes. Uh, in fact, that's why the left set up trust uh, the uh, the big old foundations a way to skirt that uh, those taxes. So they come up with a tax plan, and then they have ways to go around it. And they call you if you do something like this, they'll say you're evading taxes. Uh, or you're you're not moral. You're not being moral, even though it's legal. You're not moral. You're cheating all these poor people out of their money. But they they're the ones that have set up the foundations way back a hundred years ago. Centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with state capital and an ex exclusive monopoly. Well, we have Federal Reserve Bank, which is not quite what Marx had in mind, but it's similar centralization of the means of communication and transportation in the hands of the state. So when they control the transportation and communication, they determine who can communicate and who can travel and other things. 
extension of factories and instruments of production owned by the state, the bringing into cultivation of wastelands, and the improvement of the soil generally in accordance with a common plan. Yeah, so communists will destroy farmland. They have all kind. Of, they had all kinds of policies that wiped out farms. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, the Dust Bowl, and other uh, and the, the fires in California because of mainly because of land uh, land regulations. And then they're gonna then they're gonna bring it back into cultivation after they control after they end up owning it. Equal liability of all to labor establishment of industrial armies, especially for agriculture. Uh, combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries, graduation, a gradual abolition of the distinction between town and country, uh, country by a more equitable distribution of population over the country. So here they are talking about um, taking people, uh, uh, relocating people, um, doing away with the concept of country. Uh, and of course, that's what we see. These internationalists, uh, the United Nations, are set up to do that, uh, and that's very important too. Uh, you see the open borders because, and what we would see as illegal immigration that they just see as migration. Um, and, you know, and the communist Chinese, they resettle people. They take them forcibly, take them out of the cities, and put them into the uh, rural, uh, take them out of the rural areas and put them in the cities. And again, we don't have it to that extent, but what happens is they make life so miserable, uh, so difficult in certain areas that it, uh, and sometimes that works out. And one of the things they never expected is all these people to leave the cities. They want people in the cities so they can control them, uh, and, but more people are getting out of the cities uh, and living in the rural areas. And the last one is free education for all children in public schools, abolition of children's factory labor in its present form, combination of education with industrial production, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he always has a lot of et ceteras here. But see, free education, it simply means that the government controls, completely controls education. Well, we're out of time. I want to thank you for listening to Camp Constitution Radio. And uh, to get a car, again, go online and just put in Communist Manifesto. Uh, but I do have a few. If you want to reach out to me, um, my Facebook page, Camp Constitution, I have about five or six, uh, maybe eight or nine copies. I'll be happy to share them. And with that, I want to thank you for listening again. Uh, you've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Sherliff. And until next week, may God richly bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.